Gentlemen, please welcome the founder and host of BuddyCast, Nick Sorensen. Good morning, Cast. It's another episode of everybody's favorite show, BuddyCast. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen, and joining me today is a returning buddy, our good pal, Mr. John Persinger. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm well. How are you? Doing fantastic. Number one, I've been waiting forever to use that intro, so thank you for making this a morning episode, you know. But, that was very know. impressive. That I've been on a number of different shows and podcasts. I don't know if I've, I've been on a show that had as impressive of an opening. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So, you know, John, the last time you've been on the show, a lot has happened, not just with BuddyCast, but with the Erie Downtown Development Corporation. Could you give us a little insight on what's been going on in your end? Well, the last time we spoke, I believe that I spoke with, to you, uh, with you from the cashier's house, the historic cashier's house. Mm-hmm. And now we are in our new offices uh, in 10 East 5th Street above Glasgow's Gallery. We Ooh. shifted because we are getting ready to do some work on that historic building, the cashier's house. We will open it as a uh, cafe and some pop-up space later this spring. Ooh. But uh I think what uh, local folks have seen the most and heard the most about is the opening of Flagship City Food Hall. We opened Erie's first food hall. It's a collection of nine vendors, a bar, and seating for over 160. Wow. Uh, it opened the week of Thanksgiving. It's been a tremendous hit. We've got such an incredible, diverse array of culinary talent in that space. There really is something for everyone. It's been called the Community's Dining Room. Because it feels as if every day you go there, you will run into someone you know and meet someone new. And it's exactly what we had hoped for with that space. Um, So it was great to get that opened. We also have 42 apartments that opened in the last couple months. We already have half of those rented. We'll probably have uh, the remainder rented very probably in the next few months here. We are weeks away from opening Flagship City Public Market, which is the first, uh, which will be the first fully operating grocery store in downtown in decades. And we've got some new construction that's going up, uh, which is scheduled to be completed in 2023. So a lot's been happening. It's a, a real, been a real busy time, but it's a, uh, it's a transformation that we wanted to make in downtown Erie. I'm so glad to hear you are opening a grocery store downtown. That's been something that's been much, much needed. Long overdue. The community's talked about it for decades. We made it a priority when we started the organization. We always look at all of our projects from an economic impact and a social impact. And this is something that we were determined to do. But the, the biggest question mark was, could we find great partners? I um, have never run a grocery store. I don't intend to run a grocery store. And so we needed to find great partners. And we were so, so fortunate. We did we did a, a search across the community. We did our due diligence on a number of different groups. And we are so fortunate to have found uh, Erie Food Cooperative, formerly known as Whole Foods Cooperative, 
and Gordon's Market and Luminary Distilling, who will be all under that one roof. It's going to be it's going to be quite an incredible uh, space and amenity for downtown. As I was about to say, that sounds absolutely fantastic. Now, going back to something you mentioned previously, you mentioned the flagship city food hall. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Like what that all entails and all that, you know? Certainly when, um, before I got hired, the board had acquired these properties on North Park Row. And for those that don't know, um, North Park Row overlooks Perry Square, which is our town square, our central park. And these properties also run along State Street, which is our main street. So this is really critical real estate. This is the heart of our city. And we had to come up with something that um, would transform these buildings. They were, they were pretty run down. There was a hole in the roof and the water and snow was being collected with a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle kiddie pool. There was uh, open sewage. There was exposed wiring. These buildings were in need of a complete overhaul. But as we thought about what to do with these buildings, we kept coming back to a few questions. And these are questions we ask ourselves almost every day. <clears throat> One, is the work we're doing transformational? Two, is are we cultivating an eerie experience? So are we showcasing the best that the, the community has to offer? And three, are we bringing the community together? So as we talked about the world we live in and um, how things can be quite polarized right now along political lines, uh, race lines, class lines, um, national country uh, lines. Um, what we wanted to do was create a space that would bring everyone together. And if you think about what brings people together, we thought about a few things, but kept coming back to food. A good meal can bring a lot of people together. Yes, it can. So we wanted to create this space where people would feel welcomed. Um, there would be something for everyone. We did a, uh, again, similar to the market though, um, we didn't know what we would find um, in terms of vendors and who would be interested. We did a public application process. We received applications from more than about two dozen. We had first round application and they had to submit a business plan, a resume, sort of background. The second round, they actually had to come in and provide a sampling of what they were going to provide. <clears throat> and that was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to do taste testing of uh, great vendors. And, and then from there, it became a little bit of art and a little bit of science. We couldn't have nine hot dog places and we couldn't have nine ice cream places. We had to have a balance of different uh, culinary offerings and it couldn't just be established businesses. Again, looking at what we do from a, a social per social impact perspective, we um, had to give opportunities for some entrepreneurs. And so we were just thrilled, just thrilled to find the lineup that we've got in there. It, it is quite a diverse mix of culinary talent, some um, established um, name brands like Lucky Louie's and Straw Hat Ice Cream Shop, but some up, up and comers like Taste of Love and Taste and See. So for if your viewers haven't been down there, I encourage them to go down there. Maybe you can record an episode from there live uh, mm -hmm. in the future uh, yes. because that's what we want. We want it to be a community gathering spot. Yes, we will. We'll talk about that. Stick around after the episode. We'll chat for a minute about some plans okay. we got. Awesome. But, um, you also mentioned apartments down there. Tell us about those apartments, if you don't mind. Absolutely. Well, with all these buildings, we wanted to create mixed-use spaces. 
We wanted commercial businesses on the ground floor and residential units on the upper floor. We wanted the commercial spaces on the ground floor because one of the lessons we learned from other cities was the, is the importance of controlling the ground floor experience. As you're walking along the street, what are you looking at? Are you looking at boarded up buildings, empty storefronts, vacant surface parking lots, or are you passing by dynamic uh, businesses, boutiques, restaurants, cafes that are just full of life and have great um, designs and artwork? There's a difference in terms of how you will feel about a community um, if you're going, if you're walking along the street and you see those types of things. So that was the that was the reason behind the ground floor being commercial. And on the upper floors, we wanted to bring in more housing um, because we wanted to uh, be able to support these businesses during the nights and weekends. There's um, several thousand people who live downtown already, but the majority of the folks who are downtown are here Monday to Friday, nine to five. And so downtown can get quiet on nights and weekends. By adding more housing units on the upper floors, we wanted to get more people living down here and, and really get more life out on the streets on, on weeknights and weekends and really support these businesses. So when this is all said and done, when we finish these 12 projects, there will be a total of 144 residential units. Ooh. It is a mix of uh, studios, one bedrooms and two bedrooms. Right now we have 42 that are available. 14 became available in October, 13 in December, and 15 in January. And as I mentioned, we already have half of them rented, and I think the others will be rented pretty quickly. Ooh, so get those applications in. That's right. That's right. Another really cool feature you mentioned that brings people together, or you didn't mention this, but we talked off air, is curling. Absolutely. I know my parents still love it. I know it's a fun activity for our viewers who maybe weren't here last time. Could you tell us about curling? With these, with all these projects, we knew it wasn't enough to just open doors and expect people to come downtown. We have to be intentional in how we are getting people that want to come to downtown. That means doing special activities and promotions within the food hall. But it also means doing different events, um, either ourselves or in collaboration with other organizations in and around these projects. Right now, we have curling going on that is happening right in uh, Perry Square. We work with the city of Erie and the Erie Downtown Partnership to make that happen. We had a cornhole league in the fall, mm -hmm. and uh, we've got some other plans for uh, the upcoming year. But, you know, if you told uh, told someone that, on Tuesday and Wednesday nights in the middle of winter, there'd be dozens of people outside um, in Perry Square. They would have told you you were crazy uh, mm -hmm. a, a few years ago. But um, it showed that there's people want to be out. I think especially as we've seen over the last almost two years with COVID and people have been isolated. People mm -hmm. crave that human interaction, that, that social interaction. And so they want to be outside. They want to be amongst family and friends. And curling is a... Um, is a fun activity. There are some people who take it pretty competitively and oh yeah, seriously. When, when we hosted curling in, in January and February of 2022, right before the pandemic, we stopped right before the, the playoffs because this was March of 2020 and they were shutting down everything. The most complaints that I think I've heard over the last year and a half are about the fact that we canceled the playoffs. There were teams that were really into it 
they were really looking to claim that championships. And so they were kind of annoyed that we have not hosted that uh, playoffs. But I told them we will at some point in time. Let us just get through this next season. Oh, man. If you, I can't mention their team name on air, but my dad <laughs> and his team plays down there all the time and absolutely love it. And what I love about it is it's a respectful league. There's no like rowdiness about it. There's no like, you know, you said they get competitive, but at the same time, it's the fun competitive. It's not right. just the, it's not the competitive, like if someone loses, well, that's the last time I come here or something like that, you know? Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. And that's, that is, um, that is, you know, I mentioned that question. Are we bringing the community together? When you're playing in a friendly um, curling league, you're going to play against people who you would have never known, never met before. And so it's a, a unique opportunity just to meet someone new. You may not become lifelong best friends, but mm-hmm. um, it helps build up the bonds of our community. Exactly. And another thing that you brought down too was Mr. Joel Natali. That's right. Yes. So what inspired you to bring him down to the Ewe Downtown Development Corporation? Or So when um, one of the other questions that we, we ask, and uh, I mentioned this, are we cultivating an eerie experience? Mm. Are we showcasing the best that the community has to offer? We, um, we in terms of wanting to, people to come downtown, to, to live downtown, to work downtown, to visit downtown, to invest in downtown, we have to give them an experience they can't get anywhere else. So we can't just get um, national chains and franchises. We can't, I say, try to replicate Times Square because why would people come to Erie if they could go to Times Square? And so as we talked about cultivating that Erie experience, we took a look at a number of different businesses that really live up to that motto. And for those that have listened to the Joel Natale show on air mm-hmm. uh, Monday to Fridays live from three to 6 PM. You'll know that he, he embodies Erie. He has such uh, an incredible understanding of everything that is happening in the community. Um, not just sort of the big picture um, political and business issues that are being discussed every day, but um, some of the smaller issues that are affecting um, individuals and organizations throughout the entire region. We reached out to him, we gave him a tour, and I think he thought I was kidding at first when I said, would you be interested in studio space down here? He kind of laughed it off and I said, no, no, no. We think it'd be great. Um, we, when uh, talking about that experience, we know that we are living in the world of Amazon and um, people will sit at home and tap on a phone and get something delivered to their doorstep within two days. So. For businesses, we wanted we want businesses that are creating that experience. And Joel has live guests on every afternoon. So there are people, he's there broadcasting. You can walk by and see him broadcasting. He's got uh, members from the community who are coming down. And he's just been a great fit. And he's such a great champion for Erie. And we're so fortunate to have him in that space. You truly are. You truly, he is. I love how he just, like you said, he talks local. It's not... Uh, what's going on in D.C., but then he'll bring it back to how does that impact Erie, Pennsylvania? Correct. It's not just the whole, like, you can get that stuff anywhere, like you said. Go to Times Square to get Times Square. Correct. This is the Joe Natale show. This is Erie. So thank you for bringing him in. Oh. I have to say, we have we have a comment from the audience, which is it's so excited to see Erie grow. Thank you for all you're doing for our community. I want to extend on that thank you. 
thank you for all that you are doing for Erie, Pennsylvania. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate the comments. I am always quick to point out <clears throat> it's a huge team effort. It's a big mm -hmm. community effort. These buildings don't transform themselves by, by themselves. Um, we, on any given day, you can find over 150 different tradesmen and women working down here. Um, when we talk about this being a hundred million dollar uh, investment and stimulization in, into downtown, this is this is truly a local economic boost. It is going to um, pay local tradesmen and women. It's buying steel from DH Steel. It is paying janitor supply to refurbish beautiful historic hardwood floors. This is really a local economic stimulus, and it doesn't happen without our board organizations. So real credit should be given to our board organizations. They're the ones who stepped up and said, we believe in Erie and we are gonna put our money where our mouth is and, and invest in the community. Mm -hmm. Now, in between the last time you were on this show and today, we've had Mayor Joe Schember on the show. We've been honored to have him. Right. Are you guys still collaborating? Are you guys still working together and discussing ideas? We do. So we we have a monthly meeting with him and his senior staff to talk about everything that's going on and, and figure out ways to collaborate together. And in fact, I was just trading emails with him yesterday about uh, the market public opening and see if he would be available to cut a ribbon. So um, we still communicate pretty closely. And the cities that do this well, <clears throat> there is a layering of public investment and private investment on top of each other. The private sector just can't do this alone and the public sector can't just do this alone. So it really requires a good collaboration between both the public sector and the private sector. For years that wasn't happening in, in Erie and uh, we, we kind of worked in our own silos, but I think we are, it's not perfect, but I know we are working much better today than ever before in the past. Beautiful. And that's what I love. I told Mayor Schember about this. I said, and I told you about this last time. I love how this wasn't a political campaign where it's one person wins and does everything and the other person loses and goes back into the shadows. It's all right. What can one scene do for, you know, you have this power. What can you do for the city? What can I do for the city as well? You know, how can I help you? How can I coordinate with both of our powers combined together? Like, what can we do? You know, it's a, uh, it's a much, um, much more personal. It's much more personal on a, on a local level mm -hmm. because um, I need the mayor to be successful. He, um, I, you know, I live in the city. Uh, my trash gets picked up by the city. My potholes get paid by the city. The roads get plowed by the city. So we need him to be successful. And uh, at the same time, he knows that he needs us to be successful because um, municipalities in Pennsylvania make the majority of their revenue from property tax. Mm -hmm. And although we are a nonprofit, we are paying taxes on our properties. When we bought these buildings, we were paying $176,000 in property taxes. When this is all said and done, we'll be paying somewhere between 2.3 and $2.5 million in property taxes. So that is a 14 times return for the city, the county, the school district without one single dollar of public uh, taxpayer money invested. So this is gonna help the city uh, pave more roads, the school district buy more textbooks and the county provide more social services. So. That's why both the, the public sector and the private sector need each other here. Exactly. And I love that fact. I love 
the fact that it's all going back to Erie. It's not just some business that's taking as much as it can. It's all going back. It's what you can do for the city. Correct. So now you know I have to ask this. Do you have any plans brewing for the near future that you could let us in on? Some little hints here and there? So we have the market, which will be opening March 15th, and uh, really excited about that. Just some incredibly talented vendors. It's going to be really exciting. We have Erie Apparel. Um, we couldn't, when we talk about cultivating that Erie experience, I'm not sure if anyone from a retail spec perspective does that better than Erie Apparel with their, their signature Erie line of uh, clothes and T-shirts and, and uh, koozies and hats. And so uh, they'll be opening later this spring. We left the cashier's house, as I mentioned, because we've got a great chef who's going to open uh, a cafe on the ground floor and pop-ups on the upper floors. Mm -mm. We are um, scheduled to open the parking garage. Um, we know there's a need for more parking down here. That will be completed in October of, of this upcoming year. We have some new buildings that are going up. Then we'll have four new mixed-use buildings, um, some ground floor retail, upper floor residential units, one of those buildings will be the home to Erie's first rock climbing gym. Ascend, uh, Ascend is a climbing gym out of Pittsburgh. They have three locations. This will be their fourth. They will have big uh, boulders that you can climb. There will be a three-story climbing wall. There will also be some cardio equipment, some free weights, uh, yoga studio room. So this will be a new downtown fitness facility. And what... I'm so excited about them is um, they in Pittsburgh draw people from up to an hour away. <clears throat> so they are getting people to come into Pittsburgh to visit the climbing gym. And the hope is with the gym here in Erie, we'll get people two hours away from Bu Pittsburgh, from Buffalo, from Pitt from Cleveland. And when they come to the gym, they're not just coming to the gym and going home. They'll stay and go to the food hall. They'll get stuff from the market. They'll browse some of the other retail tenants and that has a great economic impact for the community. So we need to, this is, this goes back to why we did all these, these projects together at the same time. Um, people said it couldn't be done. I went through a lot of community meetings where people stood up and said, this is impossible. It's never going to happen. And of these 12 projects, I'm proud to report that, that seven or are, are six are done. Seventh is about to open five are underway and we'll be finished in the middle of 2023. Mm -hmm. Number one, you gotta love the motivational stories where people tell you this ain't happening or this can't be done. Like people are just not believing in you, or people saying this is impossible. Well, you just come back and say impossible is nothing. Not true, <laughs> you know. You gotta love those stories. But number two, I loved how first off you led into my next question. I love how they come. You want people from Pittsburgh. You want people from nearby areas to come down, not just for the rock climbing, yeah. but for for the experience. So tell us about that experience. Like if you were to take those visitors and walk them through everything you're doing right now, like everything's open, everything's ready. What, what, what would their day include if you were to take them step by step? So downtown, maybe not today, but it's, it's yeah. soon will be when these are all, all said and done. This, this is going to be a weekend destination because mm -hmm. it's not just what we have here um, with our projects. We are also, I'm, I'm literally right next door to the art museum and they're next door to the children's museum. And so uh, individuals can come, families can come and spend a weekend, a long weekend. They can visit one of these great cultural institutions. They can go climbing at the climbing gym. They can eat their meals at the food hall. 
They can do some browsing through all the retail shops. They can uh, get uh, some groceries to take home, some locally made food and beverage products from the market. And they can just have a great long weekend, relaxing, catching up with uh, family, seeing friends, and having that authentic, eerie experience that you can't get elsewhere. It's also a nice compliment to the people who are already coming. We have people who are um, who come up here to go to the peninsula every year, and this will help keep them here. We have people who come in for conferences or, uh, and staying on the bayfront, or they're coming in from, for weddings and they're staying in at one of the hotels on the bayfront. This gives them some more amenities while they're in town. And um, what I talked a little bit about this when I talked about controlling that ground floor experience. But if someone is coming for a, a weekend, they've got a conference, they've got a wedding, we want them to leave with a positive image of Erie. We don't want them going back to wherever it is and, and saying, eh, you know, the wedding was fun, but there was really nothing else to do. That's not good for the community. If we want to attract more investment, if we want to get people to live here, to move here, to work here, to stay here in the first place, we should be creating these these this uh, these amenities, these experiences that they are proud of. And we're underway. We still got a little bit more work to go, but I would say the future is incredibly bright for downtown area and the entire community. I will say I'm now more excited once you get everything open to bring a bunch of friends and family from Boston, Massachusetts, or from the Massachusetts area because. You just mentioned it. That's what I want for my wedding. I don't want it to just be, eh, the wedding's going to be fine, but literally have all those people going to Massachusetts and debating, should I move down to Erie, Pennsylvania? <laughs> you know? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and we're not that far from millions of people. Think about, um, I'm sure you've gone and spend a long weekend in, in other uh communities. Um, and we need to get people coming here. I, you know, for example, we are, um, my daughter has a swimming in Youngstown tomorrow, so we're driving mm -hmm. down, but, uh, Ascend has a climbing gym in Youngstown. Mm -hmm. so we're going to, we're going to go to the swimming in the morning. We'll stay for lunch and then we're going to go climbing in the afternoon. And, um, that's what we want people doing, uh, coming here to do. Nice. Absolutely love that. And you're right. You come for the climbing or you come for this event, you come for the wedding but you stay for all this other stuff. You stay for the beautiful lake. You stay for the great food. You stay for that other stuff. Like, like I mentioned to you before, how many people like we have Smith's mighty fine. Yeah. You know, um, even in Youngstown, I have a relative in, in near the Youngstown area who one day went to a deli or went to somewhere and said, do you have ox roast? And they looked at it like she had two heads. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you, eat, you eat oxes. What's what's wrong with you or something? You go downtown to Erie. Hey, do you have oxos? Yeah. How much do you want? A pound? Two pounds? You know. So we we um, that's what makes a that was that's what makes a community is those those really local specific things. Every community has that. We need to do a better job of of showcasing that and and highlighting these great local businesses. And that's what we're trying to do with downtown. Mm hmm. Now, buddy, we got to make this an official buddy cast. I'm going to ask you a question that I asked you again, but it's a sponsored question. Okay. So in your own words, what does it mean to be someone's buddy? That's brought to us by our buddy Jonas Kane from Hashtag Positivity. You know, I, I think um, when I think about my good friends, they are there for you when times are tough. 
Um, we've seen this here in our projects. There's a lot of people excited about them now. Um, there's a lot of people um, championing them and being good cheerleaders, which we appreciate. But it was not always um, it was not always so bright. And I told you, I went around to a lot of community groups, and and people would people would say this is impossible. It can't be done. This is eerie. It's never going to happen. Nothing's going to change. And so it was interesting to to watch during that time and see who kind of stood by and, and was supportive and encouraging and said, keep pushing on despite all these naysayers and despite all the negativity. And that's not to say you don't just completely dismiss them outright, but you, but it, it was, it was interesting to see who was, who was, um, who was supportive and understanding of the challenges, um, but still encouraging and motivating and, and who wasn't. And so that uh, I think a buddy is someone you can always turn to when the times are tough because they may not have all the answers. They may not have all the solutions, but they will at least be there, be supportive of you. They may not have the answers, but they'll have your back. That's right. You know? That's exactly right. what a buddy is. And remember, whenever another motivational saying, whenever people laugh at you for the ideas that you have, like you said, they laugh because this is Pennsylvania. Where are you living? Just remember, <laughs> people laughed at the idea of a Jamaican bobsled team. <laughs> and look how that happened. Which, That's speaking right. of which, just a quick little plug in here. March 1st, we actually have one of the original members of the Jamaican bobsled team. Oh, really? Cast. Yeah. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah. So tune in March 1st at noon. Awesome. So my kids are 11, 9, and 7. And maybe a few months ago, we watched Cool Runnings for the first time. And they, yeah. thought, it, they thought it was, they loved it. Yes. But they thought it was a fictional story. They thought it was made up. Uh -huh. And then we were watching, and I told them, but parents, yeah. kids never listen to their parents. <laughs> and uh, we were watching the Olympics, and they saw the Jamaican bobsled team, and they're like, really? I said, yes, I told yes. you. And we've also had um, Dougie Doug, who plays Sanka. Yes. He yeah, was yeah, on this yeah. show. Yeah. Oh, wow. Awesome. He was so funny. He told all the behind-the-scenes stories. He told all the things. Like, he actually went to he actually met some members from the Jamaican bobsled team and they took him on a run. They took him oh, on, wow. a, on a thing. I'm like, I don't know about you, but I'd be screaming the entire way down and saying every, <laughs> yeah. every prayer I've got in the book, <laughs> just give me down in one piece, please. You know, they go fast. Oh, they do. They do. So just wanted to plug that in there. Awesome. And um, now we have what we call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question, which is for you. What is your advice for anyone who wants to do what you're doing with these projects, who wants to revitalize their area or give back to a community that's given so much to them? So one of the, the, the things I think is really important is um, there, there's a ton of things. I've learned so many lessons along the way, but I would say, you know, you need to build a good coalition of people who want to help because as I without money, we needed our board organizations. We couldn't do this without all the architects, the engineers, the construction team. We couldn't, uh, even if we were to buy buildings, pay for them to get refurbished, they don't have life until you have vendors in them. So we need to find great uh, businesses to partner with. It really is a community effort. Um, and so I would say that that is probably first and foremost is make sure you've got a good group of people. It doesn't have to be everybody. As I said, there will always be skeptics and critics and naysayers. But if you've got a good core group of people who believe, you can make a difference. Mm -hmm. And for the skeptics and for the naysayers, that just means you're doing something right, you know? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, buddy, 
thank you so much for joining us again on Buddy Cast. Like I told you before, you're always welcome on the show whenever you you have something to promote. So stick around. We'll chat for a minute. I got a plan I want to ask you about. Okay. For all my buddies out there, this is my buddy, John Persinger. Please, if you're ever in the Erie area, most of you live down here, stop by the downtown area. Go do some curling. Go get some good food. It's all worth it. So, but John, I got one more favor to ask you before we end the show. Okay. I got to ask this. Please, whatever you do today, go be someone's buddy. Oh, thank you. Will do. Yes. We'll catch you all next time here on everybody's favorite show, Buddy Cast. Well, the days are going fast. Buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last. Buddy, buddy, before they've all gone fast. Buddy, buddy, tune in to Buddy Cats. No, don't be lucky, go make it, buddy. Here on Buddy Cats. Hey, buddies. You thinking of starting your own podcast? Why not use Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. And here's why. First off, it's free. Secondly, you have creation tools to record and edit right from your phone or computer. Third, Anchor distributes for you. You can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Fourth, make money with no minimum listenership. And finally, you have everything you need for a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started.